This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of the expectations of, you know, the lines and not expecting as much out of the school bus line, we know that Coach Cooper throws things in the blender a bit. Sam Coast functioning on that top line for now. Hagel and Sterling Floor on the second line. Do you think that these lines were a big factor in the fact that they took away this, the middle of the ice from the Toronto Maple Leafs? And more specifically, not only did they take away the ice, they had some crucial turnovers in that portion of the ice to basically shorten their strides to make this happen. Um, yeah. You saw Brandon Hagel pick pick a couple pockets. So just the setup of all of that, I I think of one thing in particular. I think of when they beat the Bruins 3-2 to two before All-Star Week. And the, what felt like the magic formula was putting Hegel and Sorelli on that same line. I think Kalorn was with them as well. Um, what were your thoughts about the lines and their ability to control the center of the ice, something that they're, you know, somewhat inconsistent with? Yeah, for sure. And, 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 and that's the key. You know, it's a controlling the center of the ice. It's, it's protecting the front of the net. And, you know, because if you do that, Vasilevsky is going to win games for you. And, um, you know, you're right. I, I, it's a good point about that that series, that Boston game, and when they put those those guys together. And I always think even earlier ahead is when those three guys were actually put together in the first place, which was after the Lightning went down 2-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. And yeah. they put those three guys together, and they just gelled. And it's because they all kind of have similar games. And um, they're all incredible four-checkers. They all play well against the boards. They battle for pucks like hell. And they create chances. And they're all about the possession game, but it's natural. Like, it's like I, I love that line. Like, I just like, and and especially with Sorelli and, and Hagel together, because, you know, th- there's no doubt that those are two guys that with their effort, with their compete levels, that they bring other guys into the fight. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and Kalorn too, you know. Um, Kalorn's game is obviously a little bit more of a power forward game, but at the end of the day, those three guys, their, their, their styles just fit so well together. And obviously, you know, Hagel's kind of the X factor. I think everyone knows that there is that, you know, he scored 30 goals. And he, we know that he can play, you know, with the points and the Kucherovs, which isn't necessarily easy. Like, Brandon mm-hmm. Hagel's made that easy. You know, but it's not necessarily easy to play with, with Nikita Kucherov and Brandon Point because they are so elite. And they're yeah. such good field position players. So, you know, and, and so I wouldn't be surprised to see – in certain circumstances that, you know, you see Hagel back up there and maybe you see Stamkos back down, you know, on, on the two line. But um, we've seen a lot of that, you know. But right now you go with what works. And obviously, you know, when you get, you know, two, point, two points from, uh, from, from Point and Kucherov, uh, you know, connecting on those goals, I know they were on the power play, but, you know, those guys have such good synergy. And obviously the, the, what, that, what that Sorelli line is able to do, um, you know, you stick with what works, but at the end of the day, like who's to know that, you know, after one game, you know, Cooper is, is he doesn't stick to it. He won't wait, <laughs> you know, to, to, to mix the lines up. And, you know, as much as the depth of this team is criticized right now, and, and, you know, it is justifiable because, you know, you don't have a big game player like Andre Pallad anymore. And you don't mm-hmm. have a big, a big game, you know, stay at home guy like, like Ryan McDonough anymore. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the, <laughs> The more you doubt the lightning, the more they come and and and, and make you pay for it. So, um, you know, the, the now, you know, right now, like you said, they're riding high, but um, John Cooper won't hesitate to switch it up if he needs to in mm-hmm. game two early on if it, if it doesn't work out. You know, and obviously, again, 
that's what's made this team good in the postseason yeah. is is that they're able to make make adjustments game to game, period to period, shift to shift even. And um, you know, so I'll be I'll be really interested to see how that works out in game two because you're going to see a different Leafs team. There's no doubt. Um, yeah. You know, they're they're going to be if if they were desperate coming into the series, they're going to be a lot more desperate now because they do not want to go down 2-0 into game three in Tampa. So um, they're going to be pulling out all the stops and they, they pull them out in a lot of different ways because they have a lot of different skills and you know, they can hit a little bit now a lot more than they, they could last year and they can defend a lot better than they could last year. So um, yeah. I expect to see, you know, a little bit different team. So, and, and, and Cooper won't hesitate to, to switch it up if he needs to. Absolutely. Do you have time for one more question? Kind of a yeah, combo sure. question. All right. Sure. <laughs> your level of confidence or panic if this team does continue forward without Hedman and Chernak. We've seen this team in playoffs and postseasons down key crucial players with injury and then be able to manage. Um, where's your head at with that? And then maybe if you want to give us your series prediction to close out. Yeah, so without Hedman and Chernak, it is concerning, obviously. Mm -hmm. and that's a depth situation because – you no matter who you call up from from Syracuse, and I don't necessarily have like a, you know who this would who those guys would be if you needed guys. Um, those are two of your top guys. You know, Victor Hedman's your top defenseman. Eric Chernak's your, you know, top right shot guy. He's your top shot one of your top shot blockers. He's one of your top PK guys. Um, he's one of your best physical players on the ice. So losing those two guys is would be very tough. Losing one of them, I think, you know. Is bad enough, but right. I think that you can make way with that. You know, you got Zach Bogosian, you know, he's he, you got he's got veteran experience, but losing two, then you've got to tap into the really tap into the depth. You know, you got Hayden Flurry back there too, but um, but I think that uh, it's also the postseason, and a lot of those guys took days off towards the end of the season to kind of rest up, and one day doesn't heal your body by no means from an 82 game schedule, but. I think it plays into one of the narratives that this team has run with throughout the postseason with their success. And the word is sacrifice. And when you listen to them talk about what made, what's made them successful, they always use that word. And yes. as the postseason continues, you know, and the body gets more beat up, you, you always hear these stories and you, maybe you hear them after the fact, mm -hmm. but, you know, about what guys played through. And there's no doubt that Victor Hedman is playing through probably multiple things right now, you know, same thing with Eric Chernak. He's been, he's been banged up, you know, pretty much all year, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I think it's going to be tough, you know, and concussions are a little bit different because you need clearance and it's a head injury and it's a little bit different, it's dealt with a little bit different way, but right. stuff that's physical, you know, sprains, you know, knee stuff, you know, shoulder stuff. I'd be surprised to see these guys miss very many games because they're not going to want to. And they see, the end of this this road and whether it's you know they want it to be mid-june and then you can take a break you yeah. know you can get through this i mean i think it was two years ago during that 2000 to that 21 2021 cup when victor hedman basically played through a, a like a, a i want to say like a, a a meniscus tear for from march into july all the way in and mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we had no really idea. We knew he wasn't the same because he wasn't didn't have that that same kind of spark to his game, mm -hmm. but played through it. And that's one thing that these guys do. Now, 
obviously not knowing the severity of these injuries. And especially, like you said, with Isamont and, and Chernax, those seem to be head injuries. And so that's, a, like I said, that's a little bit dicey. Those are taken a lot more seriously. Those yeah. will keep you out. But at the end of the day, like, I expect to see Victor Hedman, if not in game two, pretty soon after that. And yeah. um, no, Victor Hedman is one of the biggest gamers, you know, I, I've ever seen in any sport. And I don't think much is going to keep him out of important games in the postseason. So, um, like I said, without knowing how serious that injury is. But um, and and what was your second question? Sorry. Oh, yeah, no problem. All that to say, what's your series prediction of uh, Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning? So if you had asked me this before yesterday, I honestly would have said that I thought the Leafs would have won the series in seven. I didn't tell anyone that. But <laughs> I didn't think but um i think right now and game two is so important because like i said you're going to see those adjustments mm -hmm. um but i i, I think that the lightning will win the series in six games and i think you know you're going to see a pushback from the leafs um but again this series is all mental this game is all about confidence and and putting doubt in guys minds and for both teams, but it is so much bigger for the Leafs. And, you know, I wish people could actually be here in Toronto and see it because we, we really in Tampa don't get a grasp of that. And I feel, I honestly feel bad for the players. Yes. I feel bad for the fans. And because with any little opportunity of doubt, it just creeps in. And it is amazing. Like I, 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 I guess I mean, you could compare it to the Cubs curses, you know, before they won, or you can compare it to like some of these things, but I have never seen such a thing as this. And it is all mental. And, you know, it does not matter that you have Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and whoever the heck you put in goal. But once that doubt creeps in, that is the Leafs biggest obstacle. Mm -hmm. And they've, and the lightning have planted that seed now. And that's what matters right now. As we sit here entering game two, the Lightning have planted that seed. And, again, game two is going to be big. The Leafs could come back. They're a great team. Um, you know, they have tons of tons of talent, and, and they have the ability to win. You know, we I guess maybe we forget about how close the Lightning were to losing that series last year. Yeah. You know, and they're a better team this year. So, um, but I just got to go with that little seed of doubt. Mm -hmm. and, and they can just keep on digging that seed and, and putting it in, um, again, that's going to be the Leafs' biggest obstacle. Like I said, there's nothing I've ever seen of it. I've covered sports in 25 years, all different sports, and I've never seen what the Leafs face every time, you know, in the postseason. It's it's amazing. Yeah. And like I said, I wish, and, and when you're here and you hear the questions that those guys get asked and you hear the constant scrutiny that they're under and you hear how they get booed when they go down, you know, by three goals after one period, mm -hmm. it's just – by their own fans. I, I, <laughs> yeah, by their own fans. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. Wow. Well, great point. Thank you so much for bringing that to Pucks and Bolts because I'm sure no one would have realized how crucial that mental aspect was. We talk about it heading into Stanley Cup playoffs because of what playoffs is, but to know what teams may be more easily defeated by something like that than others, that's a big thing to pay attention to. So pay attention, Bolts fans, because Ed Encino just delivered up something tremendous. Ed, 
as usual, thank you so much for joining us here and bringing your knowledge, your perspective, and all good things. Ed did get an article up on last night's game. I did see that first thing this morning. Go check that out. And then because we talked about Bellamar and his veteran presence and the silence that he brings to this team with such a huge veteran presence, you also had another amazing article just kind of breaking down his journey. Something else to check out for Bolts fans. Other than that, Thank you so much for joining us for Pucks and Bolts. As mentioned, because we were on playoffs, all of the excitement, making sure the Tampa Bay Lightning continue to silence doubts and uh, let people know it's not over until it's over. Download the Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, hit the auto download button to have all brand new episodes just sitting there waiting for you as we continue to deliver throughout Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm Casey Hudson, joined by Ed and Cena, and thank you for joining us at Pucks and Bolts. We'll catch you guys next time.